today we will go to the next letter, which is the 16th letter already of the Hebrew alphabets. We are almost finishing, which is Ayin. Okay. <clears throat> so this letter Ayin may look very simple. Again, uh, catch the main meaning and then catch the revelation behind it. The meaning of Ayin, there's a letter, remember Hebrew? There is a letter and sometimes inside that letter, there are other composed of other alphabets. At the same time, that letter or the name of that letter can be a name of a word. Okay? A word and a, or just the alphabet by itself. So the word Ayin means I to see, to understand. All right, basically the word ayin, the letter, the word ayin is I. So basically, when we hear the letter, when we refer to the letter ayin, it mainly means I to see. So a little uh, uh, explanation here is you see, ayin have three alphabets inside. So from the word ayin, meaning I, symbolized by the eye for the way it sees and comprehends. Also, the word meaning spring, it also has a meaning of spring. That's the word ayin, okay? As in the eye, purity, cleansing, healing, water, spring, all right? Okay. Ayin further represent the primeval light, that is the spiritual light of God mentioned in Genesis 1.3, in distinction to celestial lights mentioned in Genesis 1.14 to 15. So to be able to see is light, right? you see light okay generally from the physical uh, perspective of eyes and seeing if you are blind it's all dark right but when you can see open your eyes you can see there is light coming all right from light you can see images okay so the first mention of ayin or the first letter first time the letter appears ayin appears is in genesis 1 3 Okay, but there is a difference between Genesis 1.3 and Genesis 1.14-18. So let's look at it. Uh, the divine light according to Jewish Midrash. So also need to understand that we are not, uh, we, of what we learn is a lot from the rabbis, from the Jews, and also from teachings of teachers who study more about Jewish culture, uh, Jewish uh, uh, letters and all that. Okay, so we cannot say 100% this is it. Okay, we are learning from them. But basically, this is what it means. So this divine light is far greater than the light that emanates from the sun and stars. So the first time this light appears, where you have the letter Ayin inside, is talking about divine light. Okay, not the light that comes from the sun and the stars. Though concealed in the Torah, the spiritual eye. So remember, God is spirit. Okay, so why we do development of the spirit man or the hidden man of the heart is to realize God is spirit and we are spirit being, tripartite being, living in a physical body ruled by five senses and having a soul, which is the will, the mind and the emotions. But God does not speak to our mind. He does not speak to our body. He does not communicate with these two parts because his spirit, he communicates with our spirit man. 
Okay, that is why a lot of Christians struggle in their life, uh, Christian life after they receive the Lord, because they don't know what part is actually uh, ruling them or dominating them. The decisions that they are making, the conclusions, who is the I, who is the, you know, who is making the decision, they lump all three into one. Okay, so in First Thessalonians, those of you who are teaching again the Spirit Man session or Foundation One, if you're not sure, listen again, why right, about spirit, soul, and body. It is not like one time I learned spirit, soul, and body, and then that's it. No, it, it's going to be a continual journey walking in this earth whereby your spirit man is making the decisions from the word of God, thinking the same thoughts, affecting your thinking now, changing those thoughts, Romans 12, 1, renewal of the mind, right? And ruling over your five senses. So as examples that I gave last time to clearly distinguish between your spirit, soul, and body is your spirit man, an example of healing, if you, the spirit man has fed on God's word by his stripes and, and healed, there will be a little voice inside that wants to say, when you're sick, I'm healed. But then the body voice also can speak. The five senses will say, I, I got this symptom on my body, whether it's fever, pain or whatever. And then you see a doctor, all right, the soul area will say, doctor confirmed, medical science confirmed that I have this sickness. So which voice is going to take dominance? Depending on which one is the strongest in our lives. If our spirit man, we never built at all, don't have much of God's word inside, then we make decisions through the body, how we feel, looking at the symptoms from the physical eyesight, what we see, and also what the doctors say from what we have studied, <laughs> which is, not in line with God's word. The more we study God's word or put God's word in, you will realize that everything we believe outside and everything that God's word say are opposite. Because God's word just simply say that we are healed by his stripes. But the world that we grew up in says that we can only be healed if we take this medication. We can only be healed if we eat properly. We can only be healed if it's, it's curable. The doctors say so. But the Bible didn't say all this. It just said, by his stripes, you were healed. So that's why Paul says that our carnal mind, the fleshly mind that has contained all these beliefs for many, many years is enemy with God. It will never agree with what God said. Okay? So if we read God's word just as a, a reading book, history book or what, we will never get the revelation. Right? It, it is when we build this spirit, man, all right, and there's a way to build the spirit man stronger to dominate over the mind. So when the, the body says, I'm, I'm sick, can't you see? You know, I'm feeling this pain, uh, this pain in my stomach or whatever. And then the doctor, or what you understand is ulcer, <laughs> okay, stomach ulcer from if you have learned it. And then you don't. The, the word of God by his stripes and healed doesn't have any say also <laughs> in that what's going on, right? So you see, every day is a day of walking with these three voices talking to you from your body, your five senses, what you see, what you smell, what you hear, the news that you hear there from your mind, what you have been learning all these years, the wisdom of the world. 
The wisdom of God is depending on God, which means depending on his word. The wisdom of the world is what people taught you, which is not from God's word. And sometimes you cannot even differentiate until you really, really take a magnifying glass with the Holy Spirit to study God's word. Yeah, so this spirit, soul, and body is ongoing. When you understand that, it makes life easier. You can choose whether you follow the leading of the flesh, the five senses, or the, the wisdom that we learned, the information that we learned from this world, or the wisdom from God, what his words say about certain issues of life, whether it's about money or health or relationship or any part of our life. And if we don't have God's word in regarding that, you know, meditating on this area, then in that decision-making or conclusion of a particular area, we will normally make it from the flesh. Until God's word becomes your final say. We always say, oh, God has the final say. Really? <laughs> what did God say? If God has the final say in our lives, what did God say about money? What did God say about health? So, obviously, not yet. So, be careful. So I'm very careful, you know, that to bring out what we always say, because most of us are Christians for a long time, has heard Christian term terminology, Christian words, go to church, in and out. Right? Today, we are the church, right? Until we are so familiar with certain things, certain uh, spiritual words, and we think that that's it. We have already followed that word and but no manifestation of any miracle or divine uh in in our life still very normal why because god did not have the final say all right we are still not following what god said okay but the teaching development of our spirit man is where we keep beginning to put God's word into our life, God's ways, God's thoughts, God's thinking, how he see things, God's will and purposes are only revealed through his word. Okay, the devil in charge of the world outside is not going to tell you what God thinks. <laughs> he is the devil. <laughs> okay, so he is going to lead people, especially God's children, another direction. That's why we need to be very clear what God said. And how do, can we be that if it doesn't speak to our mind? All right, to our spirit. So coming back to this one about the I today is very important. After Samet is Ayin. It's about the spiritual I. Okay, the spiritual I because we are spirit being. So just as the physical being has all the five senses, the, the sight, the hearing, all right, so some of you uh, think, think that, okay, want to hear God. You use physical ear to hear God. Okay, and now you want to hear audible voice. <laughs> no, each time when I share with you or I say that uh, God spoke to me in the early hours of the morning, certain things and all that, I didn't hear any audible voice. Audible voice, that means right now you can hear me talking. You can hear your children talking, your husband talking, your wife talking. That's audible. In my entire life, I only heard one time audible voice in a dream. Once only. The rest is just your still small voice as if it comes like in your thoughts. It's if, if you do to, uh, to bring it out, to explain it, 
So when I say God speak to me, it's like in the thoughts. It's the way like uh, uh, Esther Ng described, you know. So she's young, not don't understand. So she said, no, Jesus didn't speak to me, but it came like a thought. Actually, it's Holy Spirit talking. But it goes into our thought life, which is connected to, I can be our old man or the new heart that, that I shared about the heart. Okay, which is the conscience and also can be from, is from your spirit, new spirit plus the conscience. So it comes like thoughts like that. Why early in the morning it's easier to hear God? Because when you wake up early in the morning, you're not yet, you don't have a lot of thoughts yet. <laughs> right? You haven't uh, cluttered your mind with work, thoughts, with uh, family, thoughts, children, and you know, all that. So your mind is quite relatively uh, empty for the few seconds or minutes that you just woke up. And if you stay there for a while, instead of oh, wake up already, oh, alarm ring already, what to go, go, go take bath, I go change it, you don't get to hear anything. Okay? That's why you need to quieten down because we are a spirit being living inside these five senses and this mind. So when God speaks, you don't even hear. <laughs> you cannot you cannot even speak. No, the moment you jump out of the bed already, you go up, you go take bath or whatever you want to do, change to go to work. You cannot, you are already letting a lot of worldly thoughts, worldly concerns cloud your mind. Then you say God didn't speak to me. <laughs> okay, so that's where, right? Because God only speaks to your spirit, but it comes in the form of like as if words and thoughts. Okay. <clears throat> So spirit, soul, and body is, is all the time there. So we are so used, we get up and we already plan what we want to do for this day without even letting God have 1% of that, our thought life. Say, Holy Spirit, yes, we plan. But if you want to change certain things to do in that day, are we open to Him changing, telling us, you know, he is the GPS or our planner is the GPS. Okay? So the Bible also says we can plan, can plan, but God will direct. So how does God direct if we don't give him a way to speak to us? All right? <clears throat> speak to us meaning speaking to our spirit man, huh? not speaking to our body or our uh, logical thinking. Okay, so here... The, the no concealed in the Torah, the spiritual eye, this ayin is about our spiritual eye, can behold the presence of this radiance, but only by means of inner eye given by the Ru'ak Kadosh, which is Holy Spirit. So each one of us have spirit eyes, the inner eye. The, we have the inner man, right? The spirit man is called your inner man. So your inner man, your inward man, your spirit man, the hidden man of the heart, the new creation spirit or the human spirit born again has also got five senses, spiritual senses. It's just that most in most believers is lying dormant. Okay, so we want to activate this. Unless all our spiritual senses are activated, we will not be able to walk in the full purpose and will of God. Okay, Genesis 1.3. God said, let there be light. 
and there was light. So this light is the word or or illumination. The other light, because there was there's no indication of God making the stars and the sun yet. Genesis 1.14, then you can you see God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs, seasons, and for days. So this is the celestial beings that God created. Okay, so you can see different Hebrew letters that here is meorah. So this is the light, the luminous body or luminary. The other one, the first one, first is God created the illumination, the spirit light. Okay, because God is a spirit. Okay, so ayin is sometimes described as having two eyes. You can see that from the letter ayin that connect to a common optic nerve that leads to the brain. So you can see here, someone has put it nicely. The two eyes represent choice or the actions of the will that is the heart. So the new heart also can will. So last time, before born again, your will is from your old heart. That means your old man, the old desires. Okay, not born again one. But today, you have a new heart, still connected to your will. The new heart born in Christ, born in, uh, in the spirit. Now can choose if, if, right, that new heart has been uh, developed with God's word, being fed properly by uh, spiritual, with spiritual food. Then it can still make decisions because God did not take away the will from man, even after born again. So the two eyes represent choice or the actions of the will. So you can see the letter ayin got two going up like that. So it resembles the eyes. So on the right side, you have the good eye. And on the left side, the evil eye. And then they're all joined to like the brain like that. Okay, where you make where you make decisions and choices. So we can choose whether to use the good eye or the evil eye to perceive things. So in every person, we still have these two, right? Where we make a choice from our new man, the, the hidden man of the heart, the spirit man, the heart that is born again. But remember, as I said just now, because we are spirit, soul, and body, if this spirit man is not built, this heart is not full of God's word, God's power inside, it will still be mainly made by the old self, decisions of the old self. So we can choose which eye you want to look from. The perspective of which eye. So, for example, finances. If we look from the physical eye, which is how much in my bank account, and then reason from the mind, if you know I need a certain certain amount, then you will never type an offer <laughs> because there's always not enough. So you're perceiving from the evil eye. Okay, I'll explain more. But from the spiritual eye, you will be able to see this is what God said. He is my Samak, he is my support, he is my supplier. So I see from perceiving this matter from his perception, which is also something to do with eyes. All right, how you see. We can choose to see the glass as half full rather than half empty. You can see that motivation in the world take from the Bible. <laughs> right? They teach you about, you know, up to you to see how about you know trying to. Use they cannot develop your spirit man, 
because not born again means not born again. And the spirit man does not grow from motivation outside. The spirit man only grows from God's word. How God, what God said, because God's word is the food for our spirit man. This, the spirit man does not eat any other food. Your newborn again spirit man, okay, doesn't eat any other food from outside. It only eats the food from God's word, from the Bible. Okay, we can so you can see how so much is taken from the Bible, minus the Christ, minus the God to teach people to develop by their own strength uh, the abilities that are inside them, the potential inside them. Ayin, like the letter Aleph, is a silent letter. It is said that Ayin sees. So remember, Ayin means I can see, but does not speak. And therefore represents the attitude of humility or anava. So you all know ahavas. So this is another uh, letter, uh, another word. Humility is anava. Anava begins with an ayin. And thus, as does the word for service, avoda, servant, also comes from uh, first letter as ayin, the servant of God. Then you have uh, yoke. On the other hand, ayin can represent idolatry. So remember all the letters, Hebrew letters can also uh, be be words for what you call negative words or all that, right? So it doesn't mean that we are studying all the Hebrew letters. All the Hebrew letters have good words, okay? Satan also is come from Hebrew letter, okay? So at the moment, because I said we don't have enough time to cover every word, once we finish the alphabets, we'll probably go into word study from Hebrew letters. Different words. What's the what's the Hebrew letters in the word healing? What's the Hebrew letters in the so so many many words? Because every session we don't have enough time to go to so many words. So I just only give a few examples. All right. But once we finish the alphabets, we'll go all over again. But it will bring forth so much deeper revelation of who our God is. Yeah. Anava begins with ayin. So uh, on the other hand, ayin can represent idolatry. Okay, Avodah Zara as well as slavery, Avedut, both of which are born out of the heart of envy. Okay, so that is your old person or the person who hasn't born again. This is their state and condition of their heart. Okay, there is envy, there is all this inside. And Ayin also can represent all this, the other side. When the eye is evil, Ayin Ra in Hebrew, it becomes a slave to the purposes of sin. And the yetzer hara, the evil impulse. So you remember this word yetzer? It's the imagination of the heart. Okay? It, in, in Hebrew. So if you, your eye is evil, then you'll be doing the actions that are of sin. The heart and the eyes are the spies of the body. They lead a person to transgress. The eye see, the heart covers or covered, and the body transgress. So it all starts from this, right? First, the eyes see, see something that you want. <laughs> and then leads to the, it's connected, just I'll show you the picture, leads to the heart. The heart begins to want what you see in the physical. Okay? And then the body will do whatever it takes to get 
what the heart wants. Right? In one of the other sessions uh, about pleasure and all that, right? It is from that the 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 world comes like this. Let you see until you salivate salivate. Uh. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, let, let you taste a bit. I forgot which letter already. But all basically, this is the way Satan tempts people, right? Through the eyes, the the, the eyes looking at something and wanting it. That's from actually our own nature. So if we, when we build our spirit man, we are able to rule ourselves, the old, the old eye seeing and the new eye from God's perspective. Okay, uh, here I just bring out, right? When I read this, I immediately remember how I wanted to say Evelyn. <laughs> Eve, okay, in the Bible, not this Evelyn girl, right? She's a new creation. The Eve, when the woman saw how man fell in the very beginning in the garden of creation, when the woman saw, right, she's made spirit, soul, and body, that the tree was good by the time, no sin yet, for food. So you look at something, wow. First, you see your eyes, right? You go shopping. Did you close your eyes when you go shopping? <laughs> you open eyes one, right? So you see what well, this shop was well, suddenly you may want to buy something, but you saw something, and then your eyes distracted already. Oh, very nice, huh? This one, even though you didn't intend to buy, but the eyes move there. Then you feel, oh, this is good, huh? This is exactly what I need. This is the dress that I like, you know, whatever. First, you see the, the eyes look first, and then the mind starts to talk. I'm not saying it's wrong, eh? okay? You can go ahead and buy it. But what I'm saying, the example, how this happens. So she saw that that tree that God actually forbid them to eat the fruit, it was good for food. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. Which eyes? Right? Here is the, actually the evil eye, right? The, the part that can go that direction. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. So from seeing comes the next part. Your heart begins to desire. Desire that thing. She took the fruit. So the next part is the action. <laughs> you go, go and buy. <laughs> okay. So she went and eat. Knowing that God said, don't eat of this fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But that's how she was lured into first through the eyes. So you can see how important this ayin, letter ayin is. It can lead you to sin or it can lead us into the, the blessings of God. All right, the spiritual blessings that will manifest in our life. So she took and ate and gave to the husband some more. <laughs> and he did it. And that's why the whole world fell into a state of corruption and corrupt and sin. Because how it started? From the eye, the eye of Eve. A person is said to be Olam Katan, a miniature world. The eye reflects the world outside and reveals the world inside. So from your eye, you can see what is happening outside, right? Physical eyes, right? The sight. At the same time, it also reveals the world inside, meaning what you're feeling. That's why you can look into a person's eye if you know how to look. <laughs> okay, You just look into the eye 
Uh, if you are sensitive in that area, that's why I'm teaching you all to be more depth, depth with God's word, depth with more perception. Put God's word inside and you'll be able to discern things around you. If you have don't have God's word inside, you are just like very superficial. Okay? Because all the depth and the knowledge and the wisdom comes from your newborn again spirit that is fed with God's word, that has been uh, filled with God's uh, scale like that, you know. His, his discernment, his wisdom. But if you don't have God's word, you don't have that spiritual wisdom. You look into people's eye, you just see eyeball. <laughs> okay? But if you have put inside, your spirit man is growing, you will be able to see past the eyeball, past the eyeshadow, past the, you know, into the person deep inside. The hurt of a person can be revealed, the inner man, right? can be revealed to the person's eyes. Okay, so this is where we need to learn, but how is from building your spirit man. So that's why we have always have eye contact. Some people can see more, some without God also can, can do it if they have developed that part, but it will be discerning without God's wisdom. Okay, they're just sensitive to the spirit realm. This is something you do with the spirit already. Okay, so even unbeliever have this spirit, but they develop it differently. That's why you have almost you have those who are able to like tell you your future, they look into your eyes, right? Actually, it's not hard, right? It's just a discernment from your spirit. That's why people, when they are telling lies, they avoid your eyes. They or they avoid looking at you. If you know how to move in that area, very easy. <laughs> you look into the person's eye, you know some more whether it's demonic possession, the person, or whether it is uh, the person has inferiority, all that can be discerned in one look. Okay, the eye reveals the inside person as well as there it looks at the outside world. A person's outlook reveals their inner character. The, this is a part of what Jesus meant when he said the eye is the light of the Body. Do not, okay, now come to what Jesus said about the eye, and you have more understanding of this ayin. Do not store up Matthew 6 19 to 21. I put it out for you in the amplified version. Do not store up for yourselves material treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Amazing as I studied this letter. Now this verse has even more meaning, all right, this particular passage of the Bible. So I said, I feel so overwhelmed and excited and thankful to the Holy Spirit for leading me and us into studying the Hebrew letters. All the scriptures now have more meaning, more depth. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or dust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your hearts your wishes, your desires, that's our heart, where we have wishes, we have dreams, we have desires, that on which your life center upon will, will be also. So we are all, most of us here who have been a Christian for some time, is familiar with this scripture, right? Where your treasure is, there your heart is. But today you're going to see it with deeper understanding of what Jesus was talking about, okay? What about the treasures of this earth and 
about God. The I continue. Jesus said, well, nah? the I, the ayin, is the lamb of the body. Okay, so the body, in order to perceive the outside world, uh, you, uh, does it through the eye. <clears throat> so if your eye is clear, in other uh, uh, version, you can say if your eye is healthy, if your eye is good, if your eye is clear. So no, nothing blurring your eye. Spiritual is talking about the spiritual perspective. Okay, your spiritual eye is working at uh, a, a good, good, uh, <laughs> good percentage. Okay, so for most people who don't develop their spirit man, the spirit eye is working at maybe only two percent. The rest is the physical eye. You know, the the old self ruling over the because it doesn't have God's word. How to <laughs> how to see? We see through what God's word say. All right. So spiritual pers perspective, okay? Your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. But if your eye is bad, spiritually blind, that's what Jesus came, right? To open blind eyes. That's the ministry of beauty for ashes or so. One of it, right? To open blind eyes is not talking just about those people who are physically blind, but spiritually blind. They cannot see God in their life, cannot see God in their finances, taking care of them, all these things, they just cannot see. They just can see the physical realm. Your whole body will be full of darkness. Darkness means what? Doesn't have God's precepts. That's why in Psalms 119 earlier, when we learned about, uh, about the, the noon, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Spiritually, Everyone start off after born again. We are technically in light already. We are in Christ. But the eyes not yet see. So, because we have no idea about this spiritual realm at all. So all the, the letters talk about Dalet, you know, uh, head, the doorway. The doorway into the spiritual realm is through what? Through Jesus means through his word. So when one person do not fit the spirit man with the word, he has no, has not, not really entered through the doorway. The doorway already opened. The door of Jesus already opened that he can go in. But if you don't meditate, you don't put yourself to really come and learn, study God's word, not from the head, but from the heart, we are still on the other side of the door. Already open, can enter, but cannot see. So that's why we need the word to become that light, the lamb. And we need the Holy Spirit oil in the lamb to help us to see spiritual things which are actually always don't seem according to what we have been used to thinking. So your hope, because we always think we are sick by our body temperature, right? Can you imagine 30, 40, 50 years? That's how you say you are sick. You're having a fever. It's because your body feels hot. Or cold. <laughs> when fever actually you feel cold, right? So automatically after 20 years, 40, 50 years, this is how you make your decision based on the body telling you. Then now, all of a sudden, you're hearing God's word say, you are healed already by stripes. If you don't meditate now, you just okay, but still go back into making the conclusion that it's only mental ascent. God's word become mental ascent. 
what you really believe in is what your body tells you. And many people say, okay, I'm not healed yet because my body haven't, the fever, you know, the pain didn't go off. So see how, how strong our physical eye, physical senses have been ruling us for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. How are we going to come out of it? All right, it's when the spirit man, your heart is being fed with God's word daily, meditate daily until you make a decision not based on what your body feels or what your mind tells you, oh my, or what God's word says. And it, it takes some time to get there. <clears throat> but if your eye, your eye is bad, then your whole body is full of darkness. So if that very light inside you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience, so remember the heart is the conscience, yeah, and the uh, spirit, new spirit man, combined together, part of your soul as well, is darkness. How great and terrible is that darkness? I keep on putting the picture so you can keep, keep on seeing that Ayin got two eyes, right? And this verse now become even more clearer, more understanding. Why Jesus, when he said about the eye, if it's evil and the eye that is good, if the eye is evil, it's in darkness. And from there, he continued to say, no man can serve two masters. So one eye is looking at God, one eye is looking at money. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. Okay? So whatever we value more, we will chase after it. We work day and night, okay? Because we value money. If you value God more than money, your day and night <laughs> is towards God. Although you still continue to do work, but it is no more 100% there. Your 100% is in what you value most, right? So that's why Jesus said, we can have two eyes. One here, one there. But he said, you cannot do it. You cannot serve two. Eventually, you will choose God or money. Therefore, I tell you, all right, it's all in Matthew Chapter 6, as it goes further down, we come to this familiar passage about life. Jesus is very interested in our life. The kingdom of heaven keep on coming to tell people. And people are still in the five senses, the OI. I tell you, stop worried or anxious, uneasy, distracted about your life. So Christianity is not about right and wrong, what you should do, what you should not do. It's about life. And what is life, according to God, is that life without worries. It does not come from this world. It will never come from this world, right? Because that is only God can give this life of life without worry. No matter how rich a person is, and you think, wow, this guy no need to worry anymore. He's got millions of dollars. Yeah, he may not worry about money, although I believe all rich people still worry about money because they are scared their money disappear. 
<laughs> because they are so dependent on their that riches, they cannot live without riches already. So they, oh, they have this concern, of course they don't show anybody, <laughs> that what if one day these riches go away? Because God's word already said, what does it profit a man if he, get, he gets the whole world and lose his own soul? He loses his purpose of his life. Why is he on this earth? Why God create him? And some is, uh, you, know, you can see those, that who is that? The, the one who died? He was very rich one. Uh, Microsoft. Steve Job. Ah, Steve Job. Yeah. After he collected so much wealth, he cannot escape death. So, and you know, this is according to God's word. Every man had to die at an appointed time and cannot bring their riches up there. So Jesus said, Do not be worried about all this. I didn't write the whole, the whole passage. Some of you already know it. But he said, These are the things that the world seeks after. Right, what you eat, what you drink, your body, what you wear, it may be not exactly this, but it resembles the concerns, the physical of this, the needs of this physical world. It's not is life more, not more than food, and the body more than clothing. But first, and then continues, I skip a bit, but first and most importantly, seek, strive for his kingdom. Whose kingdom? God's. There's a different realm, okay, which is the spiritual realm or the heavenly realm, God's realm, where he is. His righteousness, which is the righteousness that we learn about, not our own self-righteousness. He is the one who made us right, not our good deeds or bad deeds. His way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things which the Gentiles are concerned every day are given to you also. And you know, he also talked about the kingdom in, I think, uh, Acts or Romans, Acts, I mean, the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And this is what the world cannot buy, no matter how much they have. They cannot get their righteousness because this righteousness is by faith. They can get self-righteousness, which is filthy rags before God. That is, I, I, do, I do a lot of charity after I got a lot of money. That's self-righteousness. But our righteousness is because we believe in Jesus, that we are not worthy, but he made us worthy. He made us right. That's all. So, these are, this is the eye, the good eye, the evil eye. So, the good eye knows how to value God, value the spiritual life, and let go of all the concerns of the physical life, seeking his kingdom first. And Jesus said, I will take care of all the other things. The physical things, until we have this revelation, that physical things in this world are just nothing to God. Look at Jesus, that's why you look at, look, study Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and see how Jesus lived. This is how we are supposed to live in Christ. Not by trying, but it is, you know, where everything is dependent on him. Jesus is fully dependent on his father. He has no concern because he knows his father can take care of everything. Why we have a lot of concern? Because <laughs> we are not sure. <laughs> because we cannot see God. We only see the bank account. We only see 
the doctor's report still in the physical realm. Okay, look at this interesting point here. The good eye of Ayin. Okay, so look at you see the alphabets are not simply put by God. There is a purpose why a certain alphabet is after another alphabet. I, I don't know how to do marker, so but you all just uh, have a look here. The good eye of Ayin looks towards Samet. So you all know what Samet. Last week we talked about Samet, which is the circle, right? The, the protection, the surrounding favor of God, the shield, all right? So you see the Ayin is in the center. All can see, right? Samet, Ayin. And next letter that we are that comes after Ayin is the letter Pei. So Ayin is in between Samet and Pei. So Ayin got two eyes. The good eye is looking at the letter Samet. It's very interesting how all these letters connect. And stands for support. Anayim, support the poor. So it's not, always remember there are two, two aspects. First, Jesus support us. Okay, or God support us. And then we having his character, having his nature, we support others. Okay, it's always two ways. All the letters represent Christ and represent Christ in us. Having the same perspective, same character as Christ. So receive and then we are able to give. Then you have the evil eye. So the, this eye, the good eye, will be able to support others, to support the poor. Ah, okay. So one step further, huh? when you know God support you, so a lot of people still haven't got the revelation of God supporting them. That's why they find it very hard to give but without realizing that God giving to them, God can support them. So giving becomes from their own effort. I don't have enough, how do I give? But when you understand Samak and you understand God gives to you, this becomes giving is no more a problem. Tithing is no more a problem. Because God supports us. Okay, so that's why in that, that the, the action of tithing and giving, it speaks of where, where your belief is, where your trust is, is tested. Okay. That is the ayin toba, the good eye, will manifest itself in benevolence and charity towards others. It is generous towards God and others. So the good eye. Is generous. The good eye is when you see from the good eye, the ayin, when you see God is generous first, then you are able to be generous. That's what we have been talking about in uh, 2 Corinthians 8 9. This is your generous God to supply you. If you not just see that one, how are we going to give to others? Because we don't even see God can give to us. See, right? Perceive, understand, spiritual eye. So how can we be a blessing, Abraham's blessings? Because God tested Abraham through the sacrifice of Isaac. Yes, it has a spiritual meaning as well to uh, God the Father, Son, uh, Jesus coming to die for us as Isaac. I'm not saying that it's not correct. But at the same time, before the final uh, blessing come of the promise, he received the promise, in Genesis 12. Then Genesis 15, okay, again. And then they have the testing of 
his offering up of Isaac. That God, Abraham was tested to the point that, okay, now I got the blessing. Am I realizing that this blessing come from God? If this come, blessing come from God, then if he asked me to give it away, I know he can. That's why he said, I know he can still raise Isaac up, the son. Because it comes from him if he take away and he, he will still give me back. Because that is how it is. When we can see really all our money all our, is from him, when he tells us to type, it's telling that, yeah, it comes from you anyway. So we, if we find it hard, that means we haven't get this revelation that our money, finances come from him. We still feel it come from my own hard work. <laughs> yes, there is work involved, but ultimately it's from him. That revelation we haven't seen, it will be very hard to type, very hard to offer. Okay, but when we see it, so God said, you give this away or type, what? No problem. In the spiritual, I already see it comes from God. So if you ask me to give it, it belongs to him anyway. That is the spiritual perception coming from the ayin. All right, the good eye. And then you are able to support others, able to help others. That's why the church in the book of Acts, no one had any lack. Everyone was amply supplied. People sold their lands and all that. I don't see any instruction there that the apostle told the people to sell their lands. It was just written there, right? It was a work of the Holy Spirit. Their eyes were open, spiritual eyes were open to see that they're born again and that they belong to God. God is their daddy. God is the supplier. And therefore, that's how it, it's going to happen, all right? They begin to support others. So that good eye, how it manifests, the good eye that can see God as your supplier, <laughs> not your job or your business or what, it's God, all right? And if he says he supply anything, tells you to give, it's not a problem, okay? So don't, that's why don't do it by force, Paul says, right? Don't give because you're forced to by compulsion, have the revelation. On the other hand, the ayin or evil eye will look to the pay. <laughs> okay, so after ayin is the letter pay. Pay is the letter meaning mouth. Considering how it might consume for itself in greed and envy. <laughs> right? Either we are looking at Samak, God as our supplier, as our support, or the, the evil eye will look at pay. Our lack. Right? I need to eat. I myself need the money. Why God you ask me to give? <laughs> Why God you ask me to fight? This amount can pay for you know a lot of things. Okay. So it is very the evil eye is very self greedy. It's like the old self like that. For all that is in the world, again, really in the teaching of this uh, so far. I have never brought out this verse before, but in learning this alphabet, now I can see, you know, uh, this meaning of this, this verse in First uh, John 2, 16 and 17. <clears throat> For all that is in the world, the last and sensual craving of the flesh, the last and longing of the eyes, this all from the world, and the boastful pride of life, 
pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things. Okay, when we are so dependent on this world, on the things of this world, and it the the, the you heard before, right? The three things: the temptation, the lust of uh, the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Pride of life is you can boast of how, your achievements, your status, your rank in this world. What is your whole household uh, uh, income, <laughs> right? This is the pride of life. Right? When the person is poor, that's why he has got nothing to say. But when you have a lot of money in the world, success, nama, that's the pride of life. You will see that person talk. Uh, the world uh, in Bahasa I call very atas one. <laughs> right? Because they have the pride of life. They have achieved something in life already. That's where, where as believers, for the Jews who actually has that happen in their life, Deuteronomy 8.18, God tells them what? Through Moses. When you have entered into the houses that you didn't build, when you have got the wealth and everything, do not say it is your own effort that brought you all things. Don't forget that it is I who gave you the power to get wealth, the grace, the ability, the wisdom to get wealth. Therefore, there is nothing to boast. Nothing to boast about. Your, our achievements. When we realize with a good eye, we can understand it is all from God. So, and then very clear, Bible says, right? These things, the lust of the craving of the flesh, the lust and longing of the eyes, and the full pride of life, which is confidence in one's resources, is not from the Father. See, God's word can distinguish for us when we don't know. Is it from God? Maybe it's not from God. Very clear. Once we know God's word, we're able to discern what is from God, what is from the world. And clearly, God's word will help you to discern. We separate it. There's no even like gray, gray area. It's very clear. All these do not come from the Father, but are from the world. The world is passing away and with its lust, the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings. But the one who does the will of God and carries out his purposes lives forever. You're no more short-sighted. You can see this, right? Uh, in the world, the eyes only see whatever lasts in this world. But for how long? Cannot be forever, for eternity. Because everyone has to die. But the eternal one is when we understand the will of God. And how are you going to know what is the will of God? Where is the will of God shown? Is it outside in the shop? <laughs> they write down, this is the will of God. No, it's in your Bible. If you don't read the Bible, you won't know what's the will of God. You don't hear the sermons that are about who God is and new creation. Then, how do you know what's the will of God? What's the will of God for you, Hannah? <laughs> to preach the gospel <laughs> John 2 for it's the will of God for us to prosper and be, health, be in health just as our soul prospers okay of course that to preach the gospel uh, you know come in to a lot of things right 
So it is God's will for us to prosper. But our, the definition of prosper is different from the definition of the, the world defining prosper. It's not just about money. The world is passing away. Those who done are the will of God carry out its purposes. Okay, so the will of God is to prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. So the three, three parts of our body continue to mature, to grow and be prosper, be in health, be in wealth. Wealth is just, I have no more needs. No more needs. There's no uh, person in this world without Christ who has no more needs. They will still have some need, but God meets our needs every area spiritual, financial, material relationship, he meets every single need which money cannot buy or cannot give. And then you will begin to do his purposes. Like preaching the gospel or whatever. Don't love the world's ways. If, if the word tells us don't love the world's ways, that means the evil eye can see something and love that, that thing that is from the world. Don't love the world's, this is a message version, very contemporary, very simple to understand. Don't love, don't long for all this, for the world's goods. If you want to long for something, long for God. Long for his will to be done in your life. Love the world, love of the world squeezes out the love of the, for the Father. So that's why Jesus said, what? You cannot have two eyes, two masters. Either one or the other. Either money or God. And one will squeeze out the other. Practically, it's like those uh, Sengek eyes, right? <laughs> can you look left, look right when you want to go forward? No, you can only look one way. Cannot two ways. Practically, everything that goes on in the world. I love this. The first time I read in the message version. Wanting your own way, wanting everything from yourself, wanting to appear important has nothing to do with the Father. Very clear. Has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from Him. The more we get into the world, the world system, the world cravings for worldly goods, for worldly ways, the love of the world will squeeze out and isolate you from him. You will go further and further from God, although he's always there for you. Like the prodigal son, right? He thought that money will solve his problem, you know, will give him satisfaction. Take his inheritance in terms of physical, go out and find out that that's not true. <laughs> but the father was waiting for him to come back and say, all that I have is yours. The world and all is one thing, one thing, one thing. <laughs> the world always say, what do you want? What do you want in your life? Isn't it? Your boss also will ask you, what do you want? And then, they, then you, you, you have what you call offer. <laughs> they give you an offer. All right? What you want? This is what, what I offer you. This is what Satan said to Jesus at the temptation 40 days. I offer you the world. If you will worship me, Luke 4, I will give you the world. And he was not bluffing because Adam already handed this world over to him. 
and he has a legal right over the world for the number of years that this world is on leasehold. You know, you're by property, freehold and leasehold. But his time of uh, ruling over this world is going to come to an end. That's where we can see everything is about to end. He's going to be, at the end of the 6,000 years, he will be chained for, for 1,000 years and then forever in the lake of fire. That's all temporary. He knows his time is going to be up. But do Christians know that our time is, you know, is so near the coming of our Lord Jesus and the rapture? The devil knows. So he's going around, around looking, <laughs> looking around, seeking whom he may devour for those who don't know who they are in Christ and who their God is. But they are not ignorant, right? So forget about all the one thing, one thing. God will supply. God will make sure you are amply supplied if you believe in Him. All our whole life is by faith. By faith means simply putting God's word inside, getting this is what God say, and I just believe that He will take care of me, He will take care of my family, He will take care. And led by the Spirit, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons and daughters of God. The world and all is one thing, one thing, one thing is on the way out. <laughs> when during the pandemic, who can offer you anything? Maybe some people still try to offer. In two years, we saw how God can turn the whole world into silence. Every activity ceased. Even gathering in the church, physical building also stopped. Making way for if if you are in in touch with what's happening in the world today, every scholar, every prophet of God is already looking up. Are we looking up or are we still looking down? <laughs> Everyone is getting ready to look up for the trumpet call and all go up. But don't be deceived by the devil to still look onto this earth. This earth is going to pass away. So I got turning our eyes onto the Jews, teaching us the Hebrew letters to understand again, wake us up as new creation in Christ, who is our God and aware and not ignorant of the times and seasons that are happening around us so that we don't stuck here on this earth. But whoever does not does what God wants is set for eternity. Are you set for eternity? Amen. I'm set for eternity <laughs> because my eyes are not on this earth anymore. God, by His grace, has you know put us together to look up, to look up for your salvation draws near. So beautiful. The day is coming, but are we just looking up? Or I will share with you tomorrow what. God gave me a vision this morning and certain words he spoke, spoke to me is really incredible, but not for today, tomorrow I'll share with you. Okay, <laughs> this morning. He even gave me a word which I don't understand. I just wrote it down because five something is like, you know, still groggy. I know if I don't write it down, force myself to open my eyes, take my phone and put it down in the notes, all the spelling is also not very correct because you are not awake yet. And to my 
surprised. I, you know, there were certain words, I don't know what it is. I wrote it down. And then this morning I checked. It's got meaning. <laughs> I'll share tomorrow, okay? Because tomorrow is amazing. Tomorrow is actually the beginning, 25th September. Yeah, today is Magdalene's birthday. Tomorrow is really the start of the Jewish New Year. Rosh Hashanah, Hashanah. And for me, I've never ever been interested in Jewish culture or whatever. I maybe because of the experience of some weird people in my past ministry, you know, these people, everything must follow the Jews, must follow the Jews, and then their behavior very weird one. So I was not interested. But as I said, God spoke and brought me to go and look into all this, even the Holy Spirit power thing, he gave me the word feast. Normally, we'll just use revival or meeting. And gave me feast to look into the Jewish feast. Oh, it's a lot of work for me to do. <laughs> but tomorrow is the start of Rosh Hashanah, the blowing of the shofar, the feast of trumpets, the, the exact day of New Year. And what God spoke to me this morning, so exciting for us as in this ministry together, in this family together. Okay, that is for tomorrow. I will, so we are set for eternity. Huh? The Gematria of Ayin. Okay. The letter Ayin can be trans represented as number 16 in the alphabets uh, from, from uh, Aleph. 17 uh, is same with the Yud and the Zayin. And the numerical value is 70. Okay, I won't go too much into that because there are other things. Right? As 130 uh, is the you all know a little bit about Gematria already, right? Each letter has a number, then the total up, and so on. So the total value of Ayin is 130. It's thought to be suggestive of the, uh, of the letter of Sinai, both words in uh, Sinai, equal 130, suggests that the spiritual eyes, so Sinai is always, when you think of Sinai, always think of the receiving of the Torah. All right, it was at Mount Sinai that uh, Moses received the Torah or the instructions from God which suggests that the spiritual eye sees the Torah as the means of approaching God. All right, seeing the, for the Jews, is seeing the Torah. For us, seeing the word of God. The eyes of the Lord. So the other aspect of this ayin, also about the eyes of the Lord. In the scriptures, God's intimate knowledge of our lives is sometimes referred to as the eye of the Lord. Now, this is very, very interesting. It will bring you more into that closeness with God, knowing that He is always watching over you. Yeah, we just we know it from certain verses, as I was sharing earlier this morning, right? Through all these revelations, it's going to draw you even more closer to God without seeing physically Him. The revelations are going to put that confidence if your level of belief in God is only 50%. Each time we study the word of these Hebrew letters and all the revelations, it will grow 60%, 70%, 80%, and so forth. That's how wonderful the secrets of the Hebrew letters and Hebrew alphabets are. So the eye of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere in Proverbs 15.3. And he takes note of everything that happens. He watches over his lovers and he also sees the wickedness of the wicked. So God's eye sees both. He sees the wicked and he sees the righteous. All right, the eyes is the ayin. So the eye of the Lord. 
For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro in Second Chronicles throughout the earth so that he may support. See the word submit here. Those whose heart is completely his. So God watches to support you. <laughs> so you say, oh, Elsa, okay, you need support there in that business. <laughs> we watch over you. They bring some clients for you. <laughs> okay, so this is how God watches us. Oh, okay, this one type, this one give. Okay, spend uh, watching over how is he doing in the business, in the work or whatever. God dispatch angels to support you because he watches. You cannot support someone you don't know what's happening to that person. But God knows what's happening because his eyes is looking to and fro. The Lord's eyes focus throughout the whole earth to defend the righteous. So that's another area. Oh, you have been wrong. No, by someone. You think God doesn't know about it? <laughs> God, you don't know. I have to try to tell God the whole story. You know, so and so misunderstand me. God already knows. No need to say in prayer, no need to tell God the whole story. You know, God, that so and so misunderstand me and then didn't give me bonus. <laughs> didn't, you know. So he's the word of God say he watches. His eyes are looking at his children if they be totally his. And following his instructions, his ways, his will, right? He is there to defend the righteous. Okay, the won't share. I've shared a lot about my own certain incidents in my life where God has been my defender in the corporate life and all kinds, every part aspect of life, right? To sustain and deliver those who are hoping in His hasset or mercy so we are looking to god we are trusting god then we don't god don't need us to defend ourselves he will defend us he will protect us right soon uh, this is very interesting when i discovered this this aspect of going into the promised land okay of the ayin soon okay deuteronomy 11 8 to 9, 8 to 9. CEV, I took it up, easy to understand. Soon you will cross the Jordan River and if you obey the laws and teachings I've given you today, you'll be strong enough to conquer the land that God promised your ancestors and your descendants. See, the, the Jewish people always follow the promise, always talk about the promise of their ancestors. They always remember that, that God is a God of promise. He says something, he will do it. Ah, remember that, right? For us today, the new people of this era don't believe in promise anymore. Okay? Because they don't even believe in what they say. But the Jewish people have been brought down their heritage. That whatever God promised, He will do. They have seen it. It's written in their books that God able to do what He said. But that's why He had the blessing of Abraham, the ancestors and descendants. It's rich with milk and honey. This is the Canaan land, right? The promised land before they were to go in. You will live there and enjoy it for a long time. It's better land than you had in Egypt where you had to struggle just to water your crops. But they were delivered from Egypt. But the hills and the valleys in the promised land are watered by rain from heaven. So the promised land for the Jews is a physical land, but now it is not going to be, uh, it's going to be blessed from heaven. It's going to be super fertile. That's why at the end, you know, you can see the fruits there bigger than every other place and so forth. 
is watered by rain. Is your life, your finances, your work watered by rain from heaven or by your own self-effort when you sweat day and night? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be from God, right? The blessing of God makes you truly rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Sorrow comes from the curse, all right? Sweat comes from the curse. But you're able to enjoy the work of your hands and see God bless you. Because the Lord your God keep his eye. Why? God keep his eye in, his eye on this land and takes care of it for how long? All year long. All year is talking about time. All right? A land which the Lord your God cares for. Ah, these words need to sink deep into our hearts. Not just today I hear, tomorrow I forget. Right? When it goes so deep in your heart, you know that He cares for you. He cares for your, the work of your hands, for our lives on this earth. Well, the eyes are always upon it. Who? Like in Samak. Which bodyguard can, can guard you 24 hours? 7-11, is it? No, 24-7. 24-7. Even your bodyguard also need to sleep, right? The physical bodyguard that you, this one. But God watches us like a bodyguard. Day and night, 24 hours. Right? From the summer, for how long? From the beginning of the year until the end of the year. Then the next cycle starts. That is Samak. All the time, he is watching over us. Has this become, the, let it become a revelation to you. He's watching over you to what? Not punish you anymore because he already punished Christ Jesus on our behalf. To reward you, to bless you, to support you, to take care of you from beginning of the year to end of the year. So normally end of the year when you work or what, you'll say, oh God, time for bonus. <laughs> and then you start to worry. Got bonus or no bonus? Why you worry? God's eyes are on you. All right, it's only that unless even we are disobedient or whatever, he still got that grace to help you. <laughs> okay, if we turn to him. Okay, but if you want more than just the skin of your teeth, you know, the grace to make it, then we just follow some of the instructions that he gives and keep on depending on God. You don't even need to have a single fear, whether at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year, or end of the year. Whatever happens, if there another pandemic comes, will you be suddenly all scared? What happens if suddenly there's another virus? Right? If we have God rooted in His love, word deep inside us, we are not scared. Whatever pandemic comes, whatever you know, and we know that everything worked for us, right? Like uh, Rebecca said, you can change the ruling, and then everything is for our good. The US dollar go up. It's good because my son and daughter-in-law work US dollar. <laughs> so I don't care what is happening. I know that God just works for me. See, if you live in that confidence, and where does it come from? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Of trusting God, you will see God move everything for you. Until, we, as long as we are on this earth, lah. But we are set for eternity. My eyes are not on this earth. I'm not really bothered about the US dollar. But what I'm saying is that everything, whether it's government change rule, like Rebecca's share, no need to this one, is for you. You have become the one that he watched. You have become the apple of his eye, means the pupil of his eye. He watches over you so precious. From the beginning of the year, even to the end of the year. 
Just don't depend on the things of this earth. Depend on your Heavenly Father and get to know what He said. The yearly cycle from beginning to the end alludes to the endless cycle, the secret of the letter, Samet. See? Ayin follows Samet. The, the good eye look at Samet, God's encircling us with His favor, with His perfection. Divine providence. This is another interesting uh, aspect. The eyes of God are in control of the cycle. So our cycle and seasons in life, right? It's the secret of the letter Ayin, which means I. God's eyes is in control of the cycle, the, the seasons, beginning of the year to the end of the year, whatever season, winter, spring, autumn, whatever, yeah, at any time. Through the primary revelation of supernatural providence, is in though the uh, is though the primary revelation of supernatural evidence, providence is in the land of Israel. The Jew in exile is commanded to create something of his sanctity in each of the diaspora stations by, it may be a bit difficult, by recognizing divine providence wherever it is. Let me explain this to you. Right, for the Jews who are in Jerusalem, they are, I mean, in uh, Israel, in the, the whole Torah, it is always about divine providence. They are God's chosen people. God already promised to take care of them and they can see for themselves God's goodness and providence all right, in all the miracles and protection over their land. But the Jew in exile have this inbuilt inside them that wherever they go, even though they are not, because God's eyes are watching over Israel, the land. So even though they are not living in Israel, they have developed in their spirit that inner belief and trust that God will also provide for them even though they are not in the physical land of Israel. And that is a good understanding for us new creation who are not Jews, but today we are Jews by faith. That even though we are not in the land of Israel, this also applies to us, even more so because we are in Christ, right? That he is also watching over us. And that Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 to 14, the blessings of obedience are now ours, not by our obedience to the law, but by Jesus' obedience. We can claim that blessing in and out, the blessing over our land, the food of our womb, the basket, that means your business and all that, your, your work. Okay? Divine confidence. You are looking to Him, not by mental ascent. Oh, I'm looking to God because I'm a Christian, because I attend this church. <laughs> At the end, we, this, when we go to heaven, God will say, don't say which church you come from. <laughs> Can you imagine you stand at the door and the angel asks you, which church you come from? No, right? So all these religious things, get it out of our mind. We are attached somewhere because we see the vision there and God puts us in local churches where we receive our spiritual food, where we uh, support there, where we, you know, we grow there and we fulfill our destiny there. That's all. But when we go up to heaven, there is no name of which church is number one, which church is number two. <laughs> All is whether you know him or don't know him. Whether your name is written in the book of life or not written. Simple as that. We are the church of Jesus Christ, the whole universal church. But we need to belong somewhere where we can grow, where we can serve, we find our purpose and our destiny. And all of us were made to be a blessing. So we bless the, the brothers and sisters in that household of faith that we belong to. All right. 
Okay, upon entering the land of Israel, the second city to be conquered. Now, this is really first time revelation that I studied this. The second city to be conquered by Joshua was Ai. All right, so first one was Jericho. And Ai is spelled Ayin Yud, an abbreviated form of Ayin, Ayin Yud Nun. The Nun falls the I. Okay, so the Nun all right, is the, the new, uh, new seat, the spiritual being okay so the second city was ai right jericho jericho the first city to be conquered comes from the hebrew word react which is come from the meaning of a sense of smell right react is to smell uh, or order in okay we are taught that is the hebrew teachings we are taught that the origin of the sense of smell is in keter which is crown the supers and talks about the head part, right? The motivation, the, uh, the superconscious sensitivity directing the motivation of the will. So remember the two eye connected to the will. So the first city, Jericho, has um, intrinsic value, a meaning of the sense of smell. So this we're going to relate all to the new creation in Christ because today our promised land is no more uh, physical. There's no land for you to go and kill the people there, <laughs> led by Elsa, <laughs> and then we go there and kill all the people. No, okay, but it's a spiritual first, spiritual blessing, conquering over our five senses because the five senses will never lead you into the blessings of God. The five senses will lead you away, okay, but the spiritual blessings first then will manifest into the physical blessings if we are not looking for the, we are not focusing and longing anymore. Whatever we want, uh, we, we, we receive from this world is to give it out to bless the kingdom of God until Jesus come and take us. Okay, so first, it's a sense of smell. So when you go into the promised land, Jericho is activating their sense, the physical sense, which today relate to our spiritual sense of smell from the will. The Hebrew word for the word land, arrest, derives from the word will or razon and why is it called arrest because it wills to do the will of the creator so the land resembling today our, ourself our spirit wants to do the will of god the new heart the new spirit man entering through receiving jesus christ we now enter into our spiritual inheritance just like the jews going into the physical land of canaan okay it wills to do the will of his creator that's why God's eye is watching over the land. Why God's watching over you. You belong to him. And he, he gave us a choice to will to do his will. We choose. We want to do his will. Okay. Sight is the first conscious sense corresponding to the chokma of wisdom. Seeing. In the conquest of Jericho, Achan. So some of you who know the story, uh, I will uh, briefly share this. Achan related one of the jewish people related to the word ayin okay the calf of Achan. so Achan is ayin and calf equals in gematria the full spelling of yud vav dalet of ayin 20 he coveted forbidden booty right so Achan went and hide some of the uh, things that they they got from the conquest killing the enemies they are not supposed to hide they're supposed to give all their the things that they uh, uh, defeated the enemy and the gold silver whatever 
to give it to the uh, generals. But they, he hid it out of greed. The tragic result was the initial defeat of Israel in the battle of the eye. So AI was a battle of the eye, right? His greed, remember? His left eye, <laughs> the evil eye, looked at the things of the world. Where actually God already promised to give everything to them. But they have to follow certain steps. That means do not take anything for your own self. Right? Later on, it will be given to them. When they conquer every land, then every, there will be a portionment of the land. So, but Achan submitted to his evil eye. All right? And because of that, the whole nation lost that battle. The battle of the eye because of sin. So you have today also the battle of the eye. <laughs> the good eye and the evil eye. But because in Christ, we know we don't have to follow the last of the eye anymore. The evil eye that looks and longs for the things of this world. Coveting is the spiritual blemish of the sight of the eye. Okay? Only when the sin of coveting was rectified. So God spoke to uh, Joshua, right? And he discovered, oh, why they lost that battle of the eye, battle of AI. It's because one of them, Achan, went and keep these things, was rectified. So was uh, give, then the eye was given uh, to the Jewish people. After that, they, they won the battle. Upon the initial defeat, Joshua fell on his face in despair, but was commanded by God, rise, sanctify the people. Right? Sanctify, set them apart, make them holy. Today we are made holy by Jesus Christ. We don't have to follow the evil eye anymore. There is a, an accursed thing in your midst. Israel, you shall not be able to rise before your enemies until you remove it from your midst. Alright? There was sin in uh, Achan following his evil eye to disobey God's word by uh, wanting, keeping, and longing for the natural things. Joshua was told to rise through the people, though the people were unable to rise. They were all very sad, right? Because the whole nation was defeated. This alludes to the secret of the two concentric circles of the letter Samak. The outer static circle supporting the fall of the noon and the inner dynamic circle directed ultimately by the divine providence of the Ayin. So there is the outside, the time Jesus haven't died. So they succumb to the flesh. So sin was there and God has to punish sin. But when sin was removed, then they get back into the providence of God, to the circle of Samak. So today, because of Jesus Christ, right, our, our revelation that we need to reckon is that sin no longer controls us. We're no longer under sin, but today we are under grace, under Jesus Christ, and therefore we are under the divine providence of the Ayin, of the eye of God. Finally, one experiences the infinite eye of God directing every created being to his ultimate fulfillment of purpose in creation, thereby bringing all creation to realize its divine purpose. Here, once all itself is the face of the revelation of God's infinite love for all. All is right. The secret of sweetening. Yeah? Okay, Genesis 2, 8. And the Lord, this is just to help you understand God's initial intention for man. God, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. There he put the man whom he had formed. Okay, so the garden, you have the gimel. 
God wanted to give to man from the very beginning, not take from man. You see how our thoughts have been so corrupted that we always think God wants to take from me, God wants to take from me, God wants to take my family, God wants to take my money. You know, that's why the uh, Rebecca talked about tithing <laughs> during tithing time. <laughs> because you know, God wants to take our money, God wants to about giving. What? Wrong thinking. God wants to give. 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 And that's, that's why this coming year, uh, 25783, uh, is the year of Gimel. He wants to give to us and we can give to others without fear. There will be continuing overflow from God. If we get out this head of ours that keep on thinking that God wants to take, God wants to take, God wants to take. Renew your mind. Fill your spirit. Okay, The garden that God gave to them is the garden of Eden. Garden starts from the letter Gimel. The rich man Chasing after the poor man, the Dalet. Okay, what comes after Gimel is Dalet. Dalet speaks of the human person, the man, anything that's from this physical realm. Right? If he wants to give his riches to us, his wealth, his wisdom, that's Jesus. Chasing after us. And, one, and then after that, we can chase after others to give to them. And then it's an enclosure, like a circle. The garden is, there's a, uh, what a perimeter? <laughs> so I went to uh, Abigail's land, right? Then he showed me the perimeter. So the Garden of Eden has a perimeter. Outside of that, they were just to stay in that garden and they will be blessed, right? In the Samak of God, in the circle, we will be blessed in His providence, in His word, okay? Not to go out of it because outside there, at the moment, there is this Satan, there is this world that's trying to destroy. God's children, just stay within the garden. And Eden has the word Ayin, the letter Ayin there, and the Resh, and the Noon. Okay, spiritual life inside Ayin. The eye of God is watching in the Eden, and it means pleasure. So we believers are to live in that pleasure of His protection, pleasure of His eyes watching us. Aren't you happy when you know someone is watching over you, someone good, not to not to punish you, but to bless you, that you can be a blessing everywhere, 24 hours, 24-7, and then 365 days, including leap year. <laughs> All the whole year, within the Garden of Eden, within the Samak, right? as long as our eyes, the good eye is watching over, looking towards Samak, and not looking to consume. But of course, there's a good meaning in pay also which we will uh, learn next week. That is what God intended for us, and we have never changed his mind. Today, in Christ, we are living, remember there was a series of, of, of uh, living a life of pleasure and not pressure, but today, there's more understanding from the Hebrew letters that Eden starts with Ayin. He watches over us, the God who sees and surrounds us. Ayin, okay, back to Psalms 119, I have done righteous justice and righteousness. Do not leave me to my oppressors. The word done here starts with the letter Ayin. All right, it's Asa, to do or fashion. So what has that got to do with that? All right, so remember the eye, what the eye sees, and then the heart will desire, and then you will do. So the Ayin 
starts with what you see. You will see, if you, we see through God's word, we will do according to what God says. If we see with the evil eye, then we will do the evil things. All right? So it's not just look, 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 see. <laughs> the world says we just look, see, look, see. Lah. We're not look, see, look, see, because there's so much value in God's word, so much revelation. When we see properly, our God is real, watching over us. Then we begin to desire after him. And the next thing after desire is we will do what God say and we will read. Don't leave me to the mercies of those in Isaiah 119. That is where the eight verses of Ayin. To those who hate me, for I live to do what is just and fair. If our good eye can see properly God, what God's will is, what God's purpose is, then we will do what is just and what is fair. It just follows. Faith without action is dead, right? Without works. Let me hear your promise of blessing over my life, breaking me free from the proud oppressors. So first what you see, and then you will end up desiring and doing. As a lovesick lover, I yearn for more of your salvation and your virtuous promises. Let me feel your tender love for yours. So where do we, what to see? Where to see? Not at the zoo. <laughs> at the zoo, you see animals. Want to see God's will, God's way? See from where? See from where? Huh? Where can we see God's ways? God's will, God's purposes. So we want to see, right? See from where? Huh? Word of God. Yes, God's word. See? So far, we have been learning uh, 16 letters, 15 letters. In Psalms 119, you see how the psalmist relate every single letter to the word of God. And imagine if you don't have desire for the word of God or revelation knowledge, not just hate knowledge, you won't have understanding of all these letters. It's all found in the word of God. Okay, the manifestation, the promises, the revelation, all comes from the word. I'm yours. Give me understanding of your wonderful ways. I need more revelation. So eyes, Ayin, also speak about revelation from your word to know more about you for I'm in love with you. <laughs> this is a PPT. <laughs> also interesting, right? You, you say to boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, I'm in love with you. How many really say I'm in love with God's word? Don't just say, huh? because if you say you're in love with God's word, then how often do you read God's word? <laughs> you're not in love. You're more in love with something else. Because the, the, you, in love is you spend a lot of time there. Right? So let's learn like uh, the psalmist. Seeing so much from the word of God, are you really that in love with God's word? Or more in love with Facebook? <laughs> so no condemnation. It's just what we are value more in life. Look, Lord, the time has come to you to break through for evil men keep breaking your laws. Truly your message of truth. Do we see? See, uh, okay? That truth is in God's word and not outside there. Outside there is half truth, half lies. We don't have the truth. We don't even know what is a lie, what's the truth. Every word you speak, every truth revealed is always right and beautiful to me. For I hate what is phony or false. You see this? What I hate what is phony and false? It's like the evil eye. 
when you have the good eye, seeing God's truth, you will know how to hate what is fake. First, you're able to discern what is fake. And then you begin to hate what is fake. It's nothing wrong to hate the sin, right? So you begin to see the truth already. Why we want to love the fake? What is phony or false? That's not true. Ayin teaches us to understand the cause and effect in our lives, how past actions lead to future outcomes, and how to think for the future. Now, this future, again, is not guided by the world uh, idea. It is from God. If you go into the word of God, you will see his ways. and It's very clear. Isaiah 55 says what? God said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts to the children of Israel. That's why he had to give them the Torah to help them align with God's thoughts. Today is the same. We are not under the law, but if we don't study the word of God, our thoughts will still be of the world. And no one automatically has the mind of Christ. Technically, yes. But if this mind, all the thoughts, are, if you are 50 years old, you receive the Lord, or you may receive the Lord, but never grow, that's considered as you start growing only the day you really study the word. Okay, so it is uh, spiritual age is not, oh, 30 years ago, uh, I already accept Jesus. But from 30 years ago until now, <laughs> still baby in the spirit. Okay, so this ayin, all right, is in accordance with God's word. All right, remember, it's the spiritual eye, and the spiritual eye can only direct it from the word of God. Ayin and how to think. Ayin employs us to open our eyes, open our spiritual eyes. Which eye? Your physical eye already open. <laughs> Everyone is looking through physical eye, right? You can see how much money is in your bank account, you know, and so forth. The physical eye very, very open. Sometimes need to close it. <laughs> That's why when we worship, we say, please close your eyes, right? Because you start need to see from your spirit eyes. You're not used to at all. After a while, if you are used to, then you can even open eyes. Physical eyes won't distract you. Otherwise, your physical eyes will distract you used by the, from the physical things. So you need to see with spiritual eyes, your spirit eyes. That's why we develop the spirit man, the hidden man of the heart. Discernment, word of knowledge, word of, we all come from your spirit eye. To see beyond the physical. You say, how to see beyond the physical? Ah, I only see my account got 10,000, my account got 50 ringgit. <laughs> what is beyond the physical in this aspect? Okay, Rebecca, if let's say your account only got 100 ringgit. Let's say, la, I know she got more. Okay, so what is beyond the physical? In this aspect. In the physical, you see exactly what is printed in your statement. So how to see what in the physical, in the spiritual, what do you see? In that same account, what do you see? I got more than 100. Uh, more as in what? Uh, a lot. <laughs> <Abundant>. <laughs> Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Okay? According to God's word is... You will never lack. You will never be in need. So that means your spiritual account is not based with your, your the money that you need for your daily sustenance and everything. It's not based on your bank statement. It's based on what the word of God says, that my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. So 
it's still not dollars and cents. It's still based on whatever you need at whatever time the money will come. This is how the people of God serve the Lord. They go what they call by faith. They don't even have, you know, those people who run orphanages for the Lord or missions. They don't have even the, the, the air ticket or the bus ticket. But they have a heavenly account. God will send someone to pay for it or whatever. See, this is what we see in the spirit. And you can only see if you have God's word. So if you have God's word that says, my God supply all your needs. Actually, it's, it's, Paul is talking about his God supplying the Philippian church needs. Okay, But what other verses? God is Jehovah uh, Jireh. Right, he supplied. Then God supplied as I tied, he opened the windows of heaven and so forth. If you have all this, then you don't see the, the physical bank account anymore. You see the abundant supply from heaven anytime you need that Jesus, the, the, they, they need to pay tax. Jesus said, go to the fish. Okay, you just need to hear Holy Spirit. That's all. You understand? So you are not going to see exactly in the physical realm. You see beyond the physical. This is the ayin, the good eye, based on the word of God. So I tell you so much importance of meditating on the word of God. The ayin is meant to take us from dark to light. When we see the physical realm and limited by the physical realm, we are still in darkness. Technically, we are not in darkness, but what I mean is we still see dark. Okay? But when, because the word of God is light, right? So if you go to the word of God, chum, light shines. Revelation comes in. The eight are not poor. Lah. Who said I'm poor? Revelation comes in when you, when you have a revelation of uh, Isaiah 53.5. Who said I'm sick? <laughs> because it says by his stripes I'm healed. That is light, throne. But mental ascent is just stuck here. Not yet light. We need to meditate, meditate until... It get become light shine. Hey, I'm not sick, but it still cannot get out of our head that we are sick because of the what we see in the physical. See, a fight of faith is the fight against the flesh, against the five senses and the carnal mind. The ayin is meant to take us from dark to light. So when we have God's word, our ayin, our eyes, whoop, open physical, uh, spiritual, not the physical. Physical always open one, but but everything in the dark. <laughs> open but cannot see that's why Jesus said you know you have eyes but you are blind he's talking about the spiritual eyes blind right <clears throat> the ayin will give forth light it urges us to break through the walls of limitations in order to see what is not yet visible to us so in the world they call it uh, what a vision dreams uh, the world without they try to make you see through the longing of the heart through the physical eyes, okay, I long for whatever, million dollars or whatever. Huh? And then they say, see, see what you can do with it. See, see the future, see the future, see the future. The future that see is without God. Or thinking that it's God. But remember just now, the last of the eyes, everything from this world is not from God. We just need to see what God say in his word about our future in him and whatever we do is he take care he furnish he supply he even give the name of your company elsa right yeah just follow him as your guide he started it he will finish it 
for you. And in through that, he blesses, not by our stress or what he will provide. Okay, but we just do without limit. So the Hebrew letter Ayin means I, and correspondingly, Ayin has to do with vision, okay, because it's the eyes, bringing forth lights that are hidden. Right? And Ayin teaches us to see beyond and relates to time. It is the aspect of the visionary to see not just what is happening in front of us, but to envision beyond that, to know one's direction five, ten, hundred years ahead and beyond. First of all, can you see that Jesus is coming? <laughs> that one cannot see. <laughs> see as if, if you say you can see, then you will live your life different already, okay? <laughs> you still sit down at the couch. That means you're not see yet. There is no urgency. Okay, Remember, seeing brings forth action. We want to see that fruit is very nice. What is then the heart begins to desire and then we go to take the knife and cut it into two and put it into our mouth. So mental ascent and spiritual seeing are two different things. If we are just mental ascent, we still do nothing about it. We say, okay, I see that God provides. I still don't type and don't offer. That means we still haven't seen that God provides. You understand? So spiritual seeing always comes with action. We can see that the future is wonderful. So therefore, I have no fear. Right? If you still have fear, we haven't seen yet. The future is, is good for us. Okay? Ayin is included in a great number of words associated with time. If this spiritual eye can see, we surpass time, space, limitation which is all limited by the physical, right? Whatever we do is in finances, it's always limited. Oh, only I got uh, 50, uh, uh, 5,000 a So I cannot give. It's limited. But I insist beyond into the spiritual realm that I have more than 5,000. I have all my resources. If God tells me, he will give me back. He will supply even more. That one, we need to see because when we see that, we take action, and we take action, we see the manifestation. Okay, so it is timeless, it is limitless, it goes beyond. When you can see what God is doing, you are no more limited by time and space, no more limited by 1000, 2000, or what the doctor say or your body say. There's no more limitation because Ayin sees beyond. Can you imagine there's limitation in God in the spiritual realm? So Ayin sees the future that God described in the word, not the future that man described. If you don't have money, your future will be bad. This is what the man, man in this world tells you. You will suffer one, you know? So you better fight for, you know, your, your, your money or what? Did God tell us to fight? <laughs> chiong, chiong. <laughs> I learned from Elsa one. Chiong every day, day in, day out. Chiong. Is it did the word of God say we are to chiong until? No. He says, just by faith, believe, trust me, and he will lead you. He's the future. Okay, basically, Ephesians 1 for us in the new, uh, uh, as a new creation of today. Paul says it very simply in Ephesians 1, 18, 19. I still remember Elsa put it in the phone. <laughs> okay, put it inside your heart, okay? And I pray that the eyes of your heart, so we just learned that, right? The two eyes of Ayin come from the heart. The eyes of your heart, 
the good eye and the evil eye. The, the good eyes today, right? We can have the kill the, the evil eye. The very center and the core of our being may be enlightened how? Flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation. So when your eye begin to see provision, see divine providence, see the word of God, what happened? There is a greater confidence coming in, a greater action that you take by faith and not by physical sight, to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance. Oh, may God open our spirit eyes, spirit eyes to see the future, to see ahead of us. That time is so short. Jesus is coming so soon. There's no time to put our, our wanting and desires into this world, but he will provide. No time to build a kingdom on this earth, but to build his kingdom. Yeah, and he will supply, he will definitely take care, even much more than our own effort can do it, so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power in us who believe. They are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. So in the Jesus, you can see it's at the end, Jesus starts with you, right? The letters. You will never you know stop this revelation. So powerful there is an ayin at the back okay of jesus yeshua what is that in jesus which is in his word every time you see jesus not just think of the physical jesus today he is up there the physical jesus okay is seated at the right hand of god what we have the jesus is his word and where in our heart well, knowing all these words, I tell you, it makes them, when we say Jesus, we get born again, the power of the letters in his word. We get healed, the power of the shin. And then there is one letter so powerful in Jesus' name, which is the anin. In the word of God, only will we get real wisdom. Only will we get real understanding in Jesus. Not in religion or in your boss or whoever. In Jesus, in his word, right? We can, it's like Ayin, it's like you're able to see what is good, what is evil, which was the one deceived. Jesus was the tree of life, right? Eve got deceived and followed the devil to think that now she can discern right and wrong, good and evil by eating the fruit that God forbid from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Isn't the same thing still happening today from the world? That people still seek wisdom and understanding and knowledge from the world. But it is only in Christ where Jesus is the one who can give us true knowledge, true wisdom, true insight, true spiritual insight into life itself. Okay, Because Ayin is about seeing the balance, the way. It's not about our, our uh, learning of our justice, our righteousness, what is right, what is wrong. No, it is what the word of God say, what is right, what is wrong, what is good, what is evil, what is life, what is death. The more you have the word of God, the more you have Jesus, you are able to discern between right and wrong, good and evil. So powerful there. All right, Hebrews 4, 12 to 13, another picture of Ayin, <laughs> very cute, got two eyes. <laughs> Like Elsa. Okay. For the word of God is living, see, and active as the Holy Spirit. 
you know, brought me to connect that revelation to this verse. Full of power. See the word of God? The word, now that we're learning Hebrew letters, each, every word come from letters, right? So, so it's so wonderful to understand this. I, until today, I'm still super excited that the energies coming from God's word that we meditate and we speak from our mouth into our heart, into our body and over circumstances and to people is living and active. What is living? All those letters, <laughs> the Hebrew letters in these words of God. Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. It's active and full of what? Power. Dynamic power. Okay? Making it operative, energizing, and effective. So when we say be healed in the name of Jesus, how does it to our own body? Where that the sickness go? It's in the, the power of those words in the Hebrew letters that comprise the words that make up those words that make it manifest. We say, I am rich, I'm no more poor, I am the healed, I'm not trying, I'm not the sick trying to become healed. I'm already healed. See, the word healing, we haven't come to that yet, right? When we finish the letters, as we come along, I will, we will go into words, all right? So it is sharper. God's word is like ayin. It's sharper than two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, the completeness of a person. So people don't even know whether you are thinking from your soul, you are thinking from your spirit, you are behaving from your soul or spirit, but the word of God is able to cut and show you, oh, this thought is not from the spirit. This thought is from God. When we think we are sick, we are poor, the word of God tells us we are healed, we are rich. Therefore, the word of God is able to tell, to divide between the thoughts of the soul and the thoughts of the spirit. If you don't have the word of God as the measure, then you really don't know. We keep on thinking like that. You understand? So the word of God is able, is sharp, is able to cut through, can able to see and separate. And the joints and the marrow, the deepest part of our nature. So we think we are very good one. <laughs> you know, I was born very good, very generous. No, then the word of God comes in and tells you, oh, without Jesus, that is actually self-righteousness. <laughs> but now, Ah, how do you know? Through God's word to tell that there is no, no good light, no, no good thing lies in a man's heart without Christ. You're only made good after born again. Before born again, we were all still evil, no matter what we think that we are doing good. See, the word of God now help us to separate. All right, what is our nature, the new nature and the old nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. When you have God's word, it can tell us. You know, Proverbs say what? As a man thinketh is in his heart, so is he. So it tells us, whoa, the person who say, eat, 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 you know, there are some, and then actually inside, whoa. <laughs> they say, don't eat so much. <laughs> you know, I have to pay so much for it. Right? So it's a stingy person, right? So it's the word of God who brings out the depths of a person's heart because God knows every heart. God knows every person. We may hide it from man, but we cannot hide from God. And not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight. So we have been learning about Ayin, right? He sees everything. He sees the good, he sees the evil. But all things are open and exposed. So there's no way to hide from God. We can hide from man, but we can never hide from God. 
God. But wonderful thing is that there's no more fear to need to hide from God anymore. He has already washed away all our sins and he, he look at us through Jesus Christ. Yeah, He's looking, watching over us to bless us, not to punish us if we will follow him and reveal to the eyes of him with whom we have to give account. God's eyes, right? The ayin. Okay, finish. <laughs> All right, it is finished. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I trust you get something, All right, a revelation from this ayin, this letter. The good eye, the evil eye, and God's eye watching over our lives. And what the evil eye can bring us to away from God. But let the good eye rule over us. Let us see things through the spiritual eye. Okay? From his word, he will reveal, he will speak to us and teach us his ways. And we can see the future is good in him. Those without Christ, no matter how much money they have, sorry, the future is <laughs> it's not good. According to God's word, it's not good. Without Christ, you lose everything. But with Christ and growing in Him, we begin to fulfill our purpose on this earth. At least still got some time to do God's will before He comes. Why not use the rest of this time? See, 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 see the spiritual realm. See the angels are preparing to come. See the trumpet is about to blow. <laughs> can you see it? How can you see it? From the word. If you can read the word Thessalonians, it's coming, right? The prophecies are all there. What is happening is being fulfilled. We are living in the very last days at the brink of that trumpet call. And that's the time where devil say, I want to make sure, you know, you go round and round. See, see the other side. No, see the summit. See what God is doing. Amen. So tomorrow, I'll share more. <laughs> Especially what God has spoken and revealed for the year 5783. Tomorrow is the exact day. I can't even fathom that how come at a time when the Holy Spirit led me to Hebrew letters, Hebrew teaching, everything, which I was not interested earlier. I don't even know what, I don't remember what it was a Rosh <laughs> in the past, right? And yet, tomorrow itself is the starting of Rosh Hashanah. Tomorrow, sundown, sundown, 2023. And why, how God lead me there is <laughs> for us, you know, it's so beautiful. So I won't go on. It will be tomorrow. All right. So hope to see all trust that God will stir us up by the Holy Spirit that our inner eye, the good eye, spirit eye, be open to see what is coming for us and how we can be part of this purpose of God before Jesus comes. Amen. See you all tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. All right, the Lord bless you today and bless Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Okay, bye bye. God bye -bye. bless. Bye -bye. Bye -bye.